0: The Hurling Pod on OTB Sports
1: I look at the way he can celebrate I look at the way Limerick celebrates a monster right To, to, to go we actually want to win the Do you know, Or the treatment is just another game another step
0: and that's, a, that's a question I have Subscribe to the GAA podcast feed on the OTB Sports app now
1: The Football Pod on OTB Sports
0: In partnership with AIB Proud sponsors of the GAA Senior Football Championship Check out hashtag the toughest for more How are you all doing? You're very welcome along to the Football Pod we're back. The sun is shining outside. Paddy Andrews, that's a little bit of a tan, I think. I see.
1: <laughs> Sunburn, is it? A little bit of color, yeah. I like, go uh, from white to pink and back to white again. So, uh, ooh, never really tanned. I'm like, off to Portugal this week, lads, as well.
0: Beautiful. So uh,
1: Got a struggle down there. I feel so. I'll not get to the games uh, in Croker this weekend, unfortunately. But I will be uh, an interested spectator this weekend. Some good games coming up. Is it a Galdefera? Fair no, It's a wedding. A wedding, yes. So they're the ones you never got to go to when you were playing. So, uh, Is there
2: any golf on those golf trips or is it just like... You bring the clubs out, but you never play. (laughs) Paddy Stag, you
0: you played golf in the Stag, didn't you?
1: Uh, Yeah, we tried to. We lasted about four holes. (laughs) I I use the term very loosely with that golf trip, yeah. Is there a story about a (laughs) buggy that you're not allowed to tell? stories from
0: that thing are probably not to <laughs> no,
1: tell <yeah. laughs> Definitely not live on air. No, okay. So. We'll,
0: we'll save it. On. We'll save it for our next roadshow, which we can't mention yet, but we will have details on very, very soon. Oh, yes. yes. You are listening to episode 23 of the Football Pod. It is brought to you with thanks to AIB, proud sponsors of the Senior Football Championship. Check out hashtag the toughest for more. It would be remiss of me to kick into this podcast if I didn't just, on behalf of all the Football Pod listeners, wish... James Jimmy O'Donoghue, a very happy birthday, James! Hey, yesterday, yesterday, yes. happy belated birthday, James, from all of us here in the football
2: pod. Thanks, twenty eight, and feeling every day of it. You look very fresh. I've been twenty eight now for a good good one. <laughs> 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 no, thirty two. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, nice weekend. I'll from there, this one. I did have a lovely weekend actually. One of my buddies got married in. Remember, I was at a wedding in the Cayman Islands at the start of the Jeez. season. Yeah, so he had his Irish wedding. In the Fahad Court, a place in, in Killarney. So it was just a party. Beautiful weather, nice grub, few drinks. Very nice. Class. So, oh, class. Congratulations to Mike and Christine again. There you go. They've been dragging it out, to be fair, six months now since they got married and they're still having parties.
0: <laughs> well, if anyone didn't know our ages on the football pod, they'd have a fair idea by the meant the weddings that you used boys are at every week, how old you are. So right. you're in that kind of stage of life. It was. A busy week or so since we were last chatting, we're going to get stuck into our All-Ireland quarterfinal preview in the next few minutes. But at the weekend, we had the Talchon Cup semifinals, two cracking games of football, loads of smashing scores on show. There was, I'd say it was a 16, just so it was more than the qualifier weekend the weekend before. There's about 17,000 in Crow Park at the weekend, yeah. but I don't think it affected the quality on show at all. I think it was great that the games were there. Um, We've got our Touching Cup finalists for 2022. It's Cavan going up against Westmead, boys. What did you make of the weekend, Paddy?
1: We called that right from the start, didn't we? I think we, we, we everyone expected Cavan were probably the strongest team in it despite the fact they were playing in Division 4 this season. We, could, we liked Westmead. Obviously, they pushed Kildare all the way in the Leinster semi-final. Uh, we did actually tip Tipperary as well. So they kind of never got out, got into this competition at all. So it's no real surprise. I feel it's probably the two best teams. We kind of had a feeling the momentum that Offaly had built up over the last couple of weeks, that they, they might be able to spring an upset there yesterday. But, but look, I think Westmead, out of the four teams on display, I thought Westmead were actually the most impressive. Yeah. It's, I think it's going to be a cracking final. I think it's a really, really evenly matched Final. I thought Cavan weren't at their best yesterday, their first quarter they come out of the blocks and they're thinking Cavan are going to blow Sligo away, but they just stalled really after that and Sligo to be fair, <laughs> Coral yeah. Paddy O'Connor who had a really good game had possibly could have had a hat-trick at yeah. least and Sligo just they didn't take their chances, they never got in front. That they were kind of pushing Cavan all the way. They just felt that if they got their noses in front. They could have caused a big upset, but but Cavan hung on. Cavan's big players probably weren't at their best. Guys like Paddy Lynch was t- w- well tied up by by Evan Lyons for some. Mm. like I'll be kicking themselves. But it was it was a really exciting game, and for Cavan, they're in the final. I probably have them still as slight favourites, but Westmead. Look, like, yeah, I think so. Three nineteen for play got They have forwards that can hurt you. I think it's going to be a great game, but I, I think yesterday, out of the four teams, Westmead were probably the most impressive, but I just think, Cavan, you're going off what they did against Donegal in the Ulster Championship and how they performed. They didn't reach those heights yesterday. They got away with it, but I expect them to have a big performance in, in a
2: couple of weeks' time. But it's going to be a
1: cracking final. It's going to be two really good teams, really evenly matched teams back in Crow Park. So it's what the Talton Cup was brought in for.
2: James. Westmead, Westmead got 2-15 against Kildare as well. Yeah. yeah, but they have some serious firepower and they have a good couple of games in Crop Arc under their belt. They have a cracking well, team. You James. can't say awfully very poor.
0: Yeah, awfully yeah. kind of got stung with big injuries during the week. Uh, night Derby. There was even a couple of times COVID outbreak. Yeah,
2: yeah, they were caught in the counterattack where they'd committed way too many bodies forward and just didn't hold yeah. anyone back and Westmead, they seemed to have loads of legs. They were just very kind of... They cut through the didn't they? Yeah, they did and yeah. there wasn't a hand put on and in fairness the Heslund was brilliant so... No, I, I think Westmead looked like a solid outfit. I think it wouldn't have.
0: Look, at it, it wouldn't have taken a rocket scientist to pick Cavan and Westmead out of the hat early on. I definitely yeah. was in Westmead's corner, but I think what we're seeing there is the development of those two teams. Cavan are provincial champions from a couple of years ago. I feel like if Westmead were in another, another province, even maybe in Connacht, they would have had a fair shout at a provincial title over the last five or six years. They've got quality there across the board. They had a season in Division One. I. I think, what awfully like we we've definitely seen the shoots of some of their under-20 winners. We've yes. seen, you know, Jack Bryant really come into his own in the last couple of weeks. Keith O'Neill uh, in the corner who didn't even start for the 20s. Lee Pearson has probably been the most consistent along the way and they had a couple of other lads coming in off the bench. They looked young awfully out there. They yeah. did look young. Anton Sullivan was driving them forward. Johnny Maloney at centre-back. But I just think at that level, when you have a couple of big injuries like that, a couple of people are missing. Like for Sligo, the difference may have actually come down to the fact that Niall Murphy... Yes. really only had 30 odd minutes in him and he is such a good footballer you mentioned Patrick O'Connor like Alan Riley has been very good from the talchin Cup the two lads are a bit younger though they haven't got what Niall Murphy has Niall Murphy's played international rules and I just think at that level well, he was just clinical Tom
1: that, yeah. that was the big thing Comes in, he kicks four points and, and you're looking at them none of them are out, outstanding world beater points but they're just sharp he's just have an opportunity I name it Patrick O'Connor was, was, was causing Kevin all sorts of trouble yeah. but just he was missing that clinical edge and look that, that's for these teams they're relatively inexperienced at this for Sligo definitely for Offley there's there's progress to be made what they get out of playing that game in Crow Park and, and
2: Massive, yeah.
1: we've been mm. very vocal about not playing every single game in Crow Park the weekends because atmosphere wise it's not great it's it doesn't look good the optics of it when you're watching on TV For the Talton Cup, I do actually think these games should be played in Crow Park because it is a reward to get Sligo into Crow Park, to get Offaly into Crow Park. The point of playing Mayo in the qualifiers the week before, I don't get that because there's no the players don't really get a benefit out of that either. But for those guys playing yesterday in Crow Park, like Westmead or Forth, I think they they played a bit in the Leicester Championship. But for Cavan, for Sligo to come up, for those young lads from Offaly to get a game there as well, they'll take a lot from that. But but I, I do think, you see, Westmead just looked... Physically, they just looked a bit better. They were cutting through at ease. And the big thing with Westmead, we all know Heslund, he's been doing it for 10 years. Mm. You know, he can just clip scores. He's always been the kind of figurehead there, but they've got a supporting cast there. Ronan O'Toole and Sam McCartan, the half-forward line. Very impressive against Kildare as well in the Leicester Championship when we watched them live. And then Lorcan Dolan as well. They have guys that guys that can score and supporting Heslund. So it's not all on his shoulders. Um, and that's the impressive thing with Westmead the spread of scores like I said, score 319 from play okay awfully were kind of awfully were pretty porous at the back they, they won't get that type of space against Cavan but they have firepower that can really hurt Cavan in that final, and they will fancy their chances and, and that's it will be a brilliant game and that's what this tournament is about that's why it was brought in in the first place you've seen the progress likes of Sligo awfully, Carlo beating Tip Leitrim getting a run as well that's the purpose of this competition yeah, and for to start off in, in year one, it's been really good. It's been really good. And we're gonna get a brilliant final in a couple of weeks' time as well. Yeah. And maybe, just maybe, the GAA have got this one right,
0: finally. <laughs> <laughs> There's definitely and like I think uh, Andy Moran did a piece on off the ball OTBAM last week, and he was talking to Owen Sheen about it. And he said yes, they were delighted with you know getting a little run in the touching cup, but they were sickened that Sligo were gonna get that game in Crow Park. That yes. like they couldn't get that into the body, into the bones see what it's like to play in Croker. And I actually think your point is very well made. This is essentially an intermediate All-Ireland. It's the semi-final stage. It deserves to be played at that stage. Like qualifiers are a different story altogether. I even think there could be a conversation out of a quarterfinals. This is a semi-final. Even if there's only going to be 20,000 there, there can be little things done to fix it. James, for a team like Sligo and Cavan and Offaly and Westmead. Now Westmead have played in Cro Park plenty over the last five or six years and they've probably been on the, the wrong end of Pays things a lot of the time um, some of the times like a lot of them will remember their win against Mead when there were nine points down at half time and had an epic comeback in 2015 D- does it make that much of a difference to get games in Crow
2: Park? It does it does for a couple of reasons first of all the football played in Crow Park is like a different sport to the football played in a smaller field in different time of the year like summer football in Crowe Park is so fast, so reliant on kick passing and legs. So, to get that into you and see that intensity upped and actually perform at that level is unbelievable for a player. And to go actually and play a high profile semi final like the Talton Cup and go home after performing in Crow Park, it gives you a different kind of feeling of, of being a county player. Like, you've, you know, it's like that's where you should be playing big semi finals in Crow Park. So, to go and perform and do it. It does. It just adds an extra, extra layer to the whole thing. Obviously, we're saying we want to pack our grounds, but when it comes to semi-finals and finals, they have to be, they have to be there, to be fair. And but I know there was a big bigger... yesterday.
1: If if you look at the start, so the two most are probably inexperienced teams in terms of Crow Park are Sligo and Offaly. And the start, the first quarter for both of those teams, they weren't at the races. Yeah, Cavan go six 0 up. Westmead go one four to no score up over the first, basically the first quarter of both games. Then they kind of start settling down, and that could be a bit of a Crow Park factor, particularly yeah. for Sligo, who haven't, I'd say, not any of those guys have played there. So that piece of it is a little bit of an advantage for, for Cavan to play played the Division 4 final there obviously earlier this year they in, played Dublin and all or in the semi-final a couple of years ago and awfully being in the Leinster Championship played a couple of games probably not as much as Westmead but they have young players coming through so it is a different experience you're right in July the sun is shining it is fast and there's no hiding place and you can just see probably both of those teams the initial quarter for both of them and ultimately probably cost them both the game so I definitely will feel if they were just a little bit more solid at the start, they could have nicked that game awfully. We're, we're probably a bit more outplayed over the course of the game. But yeah.
0: yeah
2: even shooting is. at the post, Paddy, like even yeah. just going into uh, the stadium and having shots at the post in Crow Park, like in the canal end, it is kind of a different, there's a different curl off the ball or something down there. Yeah. It does take one or two appearances there to actually to learn the goals. Yeah. And then from a defensive point of view, it, the, the sound doesn't travel on the field. Like, fair yeah. enough. Obviously, you can't hear anything when, when it's full, but even when it's kind of half crowd, the communication seems to be a bit a bit less. Like, in the small yeah. kind of intimate grounds, you can nearly be talking to your corner forward and, and telling them if you're the goalie. Yeah. But like in Crow Park, there's none of that. You're kind of on your own to an extent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, totally, 100%. Yeah.
0: James, just say, like, you had... Okay, you playing Croker. Just say it's, like, 14, 15 you haven't been in Croker in maybe 13 months or maybe you were there in the league final or something like that. What's the first thing you do in a warm-up? Like, would you be wanting to get on ball in a warm-up and take a
2: couple of shots at yeah. the post? Like, what are you doing when you walk onto the pitch in Crow Park? I used to like to take a good a good couple of shots, yeah. Just to, just to get a feel of the ball. It's always a brand new football in Croke Park as well. You could be getting <laughs> any old beach ball anywhere else but in Croke Park. It's always <laughs> a perfect new one is. But yeah, definitely a few shots at the posts. Um yeah. Obviously, you have your... Your warmer routines, which are good because they're familiar. So even no matter what ground you're in, you're doing the same warm up and there's nothing being thrown at you that's strange. So some strength and conditioning coaches like to keep it very similar. Yeah. Whereas I'd be kind of a case of right, get me a couple of footballs just have let's get to know the post because it's going to come down to that, really. Even kick it, a few freeze, kick a few points from play. Was it always like that for you as well, Paddy?
1: 100%. I hated warm-ups, so I was always trying to get out of it as much of it as I could. Um, you don't believe in getting the second win, no? I hated that. Yeah, I hated that. But it was the same. Well, maybe it's just all forwards. I think you want to get as many shots off as you can. We used to always have a couple of minutes at the start before we kicked into our warm-up to do that, to go around and do whatever you wanted. So whatever the backs wanted to do, but a lot of our forwards just taking shots. It is, it? Is. We used to film shooting to the hill 16 is kind of weird because there's always a breeze there. Mm. There's like the canal end, I always preferred, funnily enough, be, being a dog, but I preferred shooting into the canal end because generally the wind was going down the pitch. And whereas with the hill, you can and even seen it yesterday, there's always just some sort of breeze there. Um, in and, the and, hill, on the hill, yeah, 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 all it, just whatever way the stadium, the structure obviously the, the wind's coming in that end, but uh, the same as Jimmy, just. You want to get in and kick three or four balls over the bar and just get your eye into it. Like I said, we were fortunate we played there or not, but I I would totally agree that if you're coming in there and you've never played there um, and you're looking at some of those guys, the younger guys, particularly from Offley or from Sligo, it's a cool experience. It's class. You want to play there, obviously, uh, particularly for counties who haven't had the opportunity to be there a lot, but... I just got the sense looking at the start for both of those teams, just thinking maybe there was a bit of an element of, of the croaker yeah. factor. And they settled into it eventually. Um, but <laughs> I, they'll, they'll take a lot from it, as uh, the, the, the patronizing as that sound, But that they will learn from that, particularly the awfully young lads to get in there. Um, and even though they were probably outplayed yesterday and, and well beaten. There's definite learning experience over the last four or five weeks of what they've done in the Talented Cup. And that is the point of this competition. Mm. That these teams are getting games in May, June, into July now for, for the finalists. And they're playing at the height of summer in, in the big stadium. So look, I think it's been a success today. It's great that those games were live on TV yesterday. Everyone's watching them. And like I said, we've got probably the best two teams in the final as well.
0: Which, yeah. Okay. And I think on that point it'll be interesting to see watching next year do these teams get a kick off it like it remains to be seen yeah. whether John Mohan is going to go again with Offaly I know he had a lot of thought about it last year whether he go back again so we'll see what happens there Tomorrow wasn't sounding too
1: overly committed yes now I know yeah.
0: It's hard to know off the back of the defeat yeah. as well though yeah you know yeah. yourself Like it, so whatever happens in Offaly with we'll siege there'll be interesting developments there we'll see what happens with Sligo and Tony McIntyre whether he gets another crack at it he'd obviously probably feels like he has brought some of those lads on. So that'll be interesting to see what happens there. So one of my favourite things as well, you're talking about shooting and stuff, the selection of scores this weekend, lads. How are we going to pick a score of the week? Last week, Grugan's goal won. We put a vote up on Instagram, uh, up against, uh, I think, the Malone's. The win,
1: I'd say, for score of the week ever, yeah. I would have thought.
0: score the championship, probably.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how many lads are out practicing that during the week, that move or playing it up. Did you see the video, Morris Brosnan tweeted a video of the seven or eight throw-ins that Armagh have attempted this move in the last really? 18 months. Yeah, they've attempted it and something has broken down. Creely's missed the second shoulder. The wrong man wins the ball and the throw-up sort of passes crap. They have the wrong man in the full forward line so they, they don't fetch the ball yeah. when it lands. These things they don't, they they rarely don't rarely takes work.
1: once. They yeah. rarely work but when they do it just looks so good. Yeah. And, and they, they can never be, do it again though. They're <laughs> <Yeah>. be <laughs> be trying that. going to but
0: break that Yeah, maybe, maybe. But just, sorry, but a, scored a week from the Tatsun Cup this weekend. Like, Paddy Lynch's effort definitely got the eye but I think that was nearly the reverse angle camera in Crow park the new angle that we had this weekend if that camera's on the other side the shot doesn't he, look as good. He, he, some some whip on it he got perfect. Yeah. He was quiet though. Evan Lyons you oh, mentioned uh, Evan Lyons the cycle. He did a job on him. Yeah.
1: He did a job. Um, I like Coughlin's goal for roughly, I know it was kind of nearly a consolation goal there but what a finish. There's a belter. Uh Larkin uh, I loved his I loved his second goal. goal. Yeah, That's a great first, very hard to stop that. First goal was a bit of a <laughs> Scramble, but the yeah. second goal was a beautiful finish. Like, yeah, beautiful. But I, I, I thought Carl Flynn's goal. I liked. It. I was just thinking he has to go for it, and a brilliant finish uh, for a young man to do that. Look, it just it would have been nice if it probably brought it back a little bit closer. Yeah, it brought it back like eight, or eight or nine points. I think at the time, so it was a bit of a consolation score. But I like that goal. I have to say,
0: James. Any uh, contest at all? Flynn's goal was a rasp.er I think um, there was definitely the the selection of points that Cavan kicked in that first half. Like. James Smith gets a beauty off outside of the right. Gorgeous score. Pat Spillane yeah. got a couple of nice ones. He did for Sligo, yeah. Ligo, yeah. Right.
2: Good,
0: yes, we'll give it to Flint. We'll give it to Flynn. So The drop kick goal. Oh, Keith O'Neill. But uh, yeah,
2: the quick thinking from McNamee to slip him in. I like, thought that's that's that was perfect. a great goal, yeah. Because yeah. they hadn't scored at the time. It was a case of, right, chip a point were settled into the game. Yeah. But he went for it and he was pulled back just as so he about to pull the trigger and he managed to dropkick an outside the right into the roof of the net. It doesn't like it's it's only when you actually appreciate the skill level to keep <laughs> control of the shot when you realise how good a goal that was. Yeah, um, I, so I would, I, I, I would let's I put, it up, put that we'll, in the mix. We'll put it up on a vote and we'll see what comes out. But I
0: actually I think I've forgotten that O'Neill goal that bit of quick thinking from McNamee as well. Yeah. So the Talchon Cup final is going to be on the Saturday of All Ireland semi-final weekend. Yep. So we'll have the senior semi-finals and then the Talchon Cup final on the Saturday. We'll see what games are on that weekend. You know, they're, the way those semi-finals are lining up, we've obviously got the blockbuster side, which includes Dublin, Cork, Kerry, Mayo. And then we've got the side where it's hard to call who's going to come out of it with Armagh,
2: Galway, Derry and Clare. Yes. So it's over the next... Serious. It's a lovely... It's, what a chance to get to a final for Unreal. all those teams. It's incredible. Yeah. It's
0: class. What it's a chance. We're going to be back very shortly to preview the all-Ireland quarterfinal weekends but as everyone on the football pod will know we have been working with the boys in Own Rua, GA club in Tyrone over the last couple of months with their brilliant fantasy football yeah. game and we just want to pass on a message of condolence to them all, the tragic news of the Tyrone hurling captains passing at the weekend, Damien Casey it's probably hit everyone very hard, it, it's such an awful story so we just want to say that we're thinking of you as just awful. That's it. We'll be back on the Football Pod talking about the All-Ireland quarterfinals right after these. You're very welcome back to the Football Pod with Paddy Andrews and James O'Donoghue. We are into the last eight of the All-Ireland Senior Football Championship and this weekend we have got two doubleheaders to look forward to. On Saturday we have Derry Clare at 3.45pm and we've got Dublin Cork in the afternoon and on Sunday we have got Galway Armagh and Kerry Mayo. Now I don't know what, what day you think is better, lads, but there are going, going to be two cracking games, two cracking days of football. I don't know whether that was a, a, a slip of the tongue there. There's definitely going to be two blockbuster games. I think we can, we can guarantee that. I would also argue that Derry Clare is going to throw up a couple of tasty Ooh. moments and it's going to be hard to call that. I'm saying it now, it's going to be hard to call that game. Really? I really think so. I really. Do. I'm gonna. I'm gonna save it. I'm gonna make my case a little later. But I really think so.
1: I'm looking at three of these games, being pretty confident of how they're gonna go. Really? Yeah. Three of, three of them. Three of them, and I think. Look, I think the the standout game is is Arminia oh, It's so hard to call. It's two exciting teams. We asked the, one of the very first football pods of the season. We're talking teams putting a marker down this championship that it was the most open championship we we're going to get and we're challenging Galway and challenging man to kind of come out of the pack one of these teams I, I think the winner of that game will be in the all Ireland final that's really? the way okay. I see it I think it's yeah. that big an opportunity I think uh, <sighs> I don't see it Tommy that, that Claire against Derry I, I think Derry will have too much I think it's a brilliant draw for Derry they've had it'll be nearly a month since they played in the Ulster final and we, we said it's, it's hard to get a read on them now because you feel like that was their mountaintop yeah. that, that, that they won that and it's kind of what is their mentality going to be what have they done over the last four weeks you kind of feared for them if they got a really tough draw but I, I, I think no disrespect to Clare but that was probably the best team Derry could have got in the draw and I think they have the backs that are going to be all over those those Clare forwards who were outstanding for them in their win last week over Roscobble but I think they're going to have too much in that one I think the really tough one to call for me is the Armagh going. one yeah let's start and, with let's start with that I'll, I'll make my clear case later the games on Sunday are
0: the
2: team yeah. yeah they are not they that
1: is going to be Sunday uh, in Cronkroy and yeah. by the looks of things we're going to have a pretty big crowd at that one so. 70 is it 70 wow the biggest crowd you've, of the season
2: beautiful know. So, Will you have 30 Armagh, 25 Armagh anyway? There's a lot of talk coming from there on crest of a Wave as well. So. You'll have 500 or 600, carry.
1: Yeah, we know Kerry people Carry so. <laughs> yeah.
2: Kerry will be, yeah, they,
0: they're just bad, bad we'll travellers. saving train trip for the semi-final. Is that what they'll be saying? Let's come back. Let's start with go Armagh then, because this is definitely the most intriguing tie of the weekend. And you yeah. said it already, Paddy, there has been a lot of talk out of Arma, and we can't blame them because they're on a run they have a bit of momentum they have the qualifier kick but in Galway we haven't seen any of the provincial winners since the 28th and 29th of May and it feels like a long time ago
1: a lot has happened since we've seen the play yeah you you know so it, it is it's Galway we asked them to back it was a massive win obviously in McHale Park earlier in the summer getting that win over Mayo the way they set up the way they won that game was a massive statement for them they're under pressure to do that they disposed of the Ross pretty clinically in the Connacht final. Okay, Ross Common get a couple of scores laid on and bring it back. But we've seen Ross Common. Look, they were poor. They're knocked out of the championship by Clare. So it's hard to kind of read too much into what Galway did there. This is a massive test, but it's also like I say, it's a massive opportunity for both of these teams. They are looking at it. Like you say, you've got the bigger, more experienced teams on the other side of the draw. <sighs> It's so tight to call. It's so tight to call. Do Galway, you know what Armagh are going to do now? Armagh have seen, they know what works for them now. That the, the conservative setup that they used in Buffet has been totally discarded, which they needed to do. And what they've done over the last couple of weeks uh, to, to the all the Champions in Tyrone and their dismantling of Donegal last week as well. They're going to play in the front foot. They're going to be aggressive. So do Galway kind of retreat back a bit, try and frustrate them and hit them on the break. I think potentially we could see that, or do Galway say, well, if they're going to be open and expansive, do Galway do that? And, and I suppose play their more traditional style of play. I think that would be a mistake. I think yeah. they should look to frustrate Armagh and hit them on the break. Because you look at what Donegal did in that first 20 minutes. As good as Arma were after the black card, Donegal attacked with intent, and Armagh were in serious bother there. Mm. you see 9 points to nine points to 1-2 down there's a template there of how you can hurt them and Galway have the tools to do that so it's a fascinating game and it's, it's so tight to call but in terms of momentum even though Galway have had a great season so far and they were the best team in the Connacht Championship they'll take confidence from that just the last couple of weeks from Armad the buzz around that team mm. and that they've got and the momentum they build up. they have a massive following there. You can see it all over social media as well. I think it's going to be a cracker of a game. Um, but it's interesting to see how Galway are going to adapt and what way they're going to play in Crow Park
2: against this R-M team.
0: James, think, can I... You go over your, your your thing first, and I'll come in with a question. Go on. I was
2: go on. just going to say that if you look at the last couple of weeks, what have both teams done? Galway have been training.
1: They played Kerry, did they?
2: So game against Kerry, I think. I think they did, but yeah, I know it's a challenge. I game. mean, it's still a, it's still a training match. That's yeah. the, you're not actually getting up that morning with anything in the stomach. You're not getting up butterflies. You're not getting nervous. You're not. You're you're kind of you have to do it, but you're doing it for training purposes. Whereas, mm. Arma have actually had to turn up and perform in the white heat. Yeah, and that's that's the preparation you want. The more of those games you have in the build up to a big game, the better coming in cold is difficult. That said, there's just something about Galway always that they have so much individual talent that they could hurt anyone. And we saw Donegal picking off long range points. Conroy, Walsh, these fellas can do that. Finnerty. They will kick and kick, yeah. So they have, They we said the template is to do that probably, Paddy. They actually have the tools yeah. to do that. But it'll be interesting. I think Galway have, a lot of experience in Crow Park Armagh shown what they can do in Crow Park against the dubs at the start of the league. Yeah. So I don't think either team will will fear that. So it could be it could be an outrageously good game. I I'm hoping for for a classic and it's it very will. hard to call. I, I think If you're looking at
1: matchups though, like if you're playing Galway, we said this always who's gonna deal with Shane Walsh, who's gonna deal with Damien Comer? who's gonna deal with with Paul Conway around the middle. You're looking probably Charlie Og is gonna pick up Walsh. I would think, say I,
2: I don't I, think, bro, I don't think that's a
1: good matchup for, no, for for Emma. But he he's he kind of picked up minor did a really good job. He kinda of had the legs, he could hurt Walsh going the other way. I think maybe Morgan picks up Damien Comer that physicality. What about Forker on Comer? I don't know. does Fork have the legs. Cobra's gonna drift in and out. Yeah. I think Forker Morgan wouldn't have the legs
2: up. for anyone else in that forward line. Finnerty, yeah, Finnerty, yeah, Finnerty could cause trouble there. Like. I don't think that Armagh have the man-for-man man markers that that would kind of in the Galway for us. I think the Galway for us seem to be so agile and athletic and powerful. Yeah. Like you Kroger's could have... assume
1: both, both of these teams in terms of their attacks yeah. will, will challenge their defenders. <laughs> it will yeah. challenge their, both sets of their defenders. It's probably an Achilles heel, you would say, for both of them um, in terms of... of pushing on to that final step of being the like, marquee marker of being like They're, all Ireland champions. Yeah. Yeah. And like the benefit of the athletic rounds for our man, it's so tight. The same yeah, playing as exactly. Salt Hill or places like that. When you're in Croker, croaker, the weather of Dublin is going to be savage all week. It is going to be a fast game and
2: there's going to be space. And one matchup there, Paddy. one matchup gone wrong. Yeah. For 20 minutes can cost you the all Ireland series. Five or six
1: points. Yeah. It can could be do one three, it could be one. Untold sword. damage, exactly. The, game, yeah. the
2: game's gonna waste me. So, I wouldn't be taking Johnny Og on to, to who, who I, you pick up Walsh, would they put Morgan on him and let him go out. I think they'll, they'll have to torture, they'll have to do like Morgan's probably of, the play for that, isn't he?
1: It, it's it'll be a communal effort as well. Like, it's so difficult for one guy to do it. There's gonna be mm. one guy who's gonna be detailed to do it, but you're gonna
0: need help from across the board. I'm struggling to see like I would have thought maybe James Morgan to, to follow him out Morgan looks like he's more think, athletic this year he's made for Coburn no, I just think physically yeah. To... Yeah. and maybe Forker on Finity possibly yeah
2: I don't I think, mean, Morgan I think Morgan wants think to be Finnery that far from the goal either
0: yeah
2: I think Morgan is is he's he's happy inside if you take him out the field I think he's been going he's, probably, probably doesn't have a lot of experience he, out there
1: I think he's been he hasn't been bad on the ball like it's it's very important. Like we said, if you're gonna beat Galway, these are the, the, and this we're at this stage of the chapter now where you're playing the top teams and they all have two or three guys that can really, really hurt you. It's a big challenge Mayor are <laughs> gonna have later that afternoon and how they're gonna deal with Kerry. It's a massive challenge Cork are gonna have on Saturday night and trying to deal with some of the dumps guys as well. This is now the cream of the crop. You've got to have guys that can at least put a dent in the performance of the the key performers on the other team. It'll be very difficult to take them out completely. But if Galway go in there and Shane Walsh and David Comer dominate that game, they're going to win the game. Yeah, (sighs) They have that star quality that that can literally just take the game away from our man. Galway are going to be the same looking going. Lean O'Neill gave his most standout performance this year that we were waiting on Mm. uh, two weeks ago. in in Claude So who picks him up. Godbert exact.
0: We need Oh, we have been struggling in that area. We
1: need to take him out of the game because if he's as dominant again and Groover is there and he's chipping in with scores and Duffy and these guys then I'm lacking with the kick. That's why this is so I think both attacks are their strong points and I think defensively is where the question marks are for probably both of these teams.
2: Yeah. Definitely. And that's why both teams will get bodies so back. Classic. But, yeah. yeah. But if this is, is a 9-8, I'm
1: giving up on football. I'm following the hurling <laughs> captain
2: for granted. No, it has to be high scoring. But the thing with, say, someone like Shane Walsh, right? Yeah. If you're saying, right, we might not have the one man to quieten him, but we'll do some sort of a defensive system, right? We'll keep bodies at home and we'll pick him up really tight when he gets within 50 metres of the goal. But the thing with that is, he can, he, if he gets the ball standing still, most players then are, are rubbish. If they get the ball standing yeah, still, yeah, yeah. they're cut. That's where he comes alive. That's where he's at his most dangerous. So you have to mark him even when he's when he's not do, do a threat. You know to, do out of, it, do out you know of the, the danger zone. Pure athleticism. Charlie Oak is probably the most suited to I don't think Charlie Oak has defensive sure. instinct enough. I, he's a, a
0: midfielder. Washington. He's playing as like a free. He's got a Charlie Oak was exceptional the last day, but it's a freeish kind I'm of role. A minor the week
1: before as well.
0: Like. Yeah, you're right. Miter you did he's a savage job. To, he's a makeshift wing back. But Myler doesn't do the same thing that Walsh does.
1: No, Walsh is, is pure scoring. Though. Yeah, you know, that that other guys probably don't have as much. But it, I think it'd be interesting been, to see what they do because it is it is a key matchup. Like if you take yes, him out of the game, that's a massive piece of Galway's attack gone. Yeah, and and, and you know what? From the Galway perspective, we, we've harped on about this quite a lot, particularly this season. This is the type of game where Shane Walsh cements his status. Yeah, he, he, he was brilliant. Kind of final It's just some outstanding moments of play. This is the type of game we're talking about for him to go to the next level. The next level. Mm. This is a massive game in Crow Park against the, te- the teams. Don't really know each other. It's not like they're playing there in Roscommon. They know these teams so well. This is a huge game and a huge opportunity for both of these teams. And it's the type of game where Shane Wallace goes out and dominates this game that puts him into that bracket. We, we, consistency. You want mm-hmm. consistent performances. And, and for Shane Walsh, we know he's the talent, the quality, to go into a game in Crow Park and win Galway game. This is the type of game for him to do that. And like, Galway are going to be looking to, him to do this. This is The time is now for him.
2: So I'd love to see the conversation, Petty. Like, What's Keane O'Neill and Joyce saying to Shane Walsh this week? Is it a case of take the pressure off him? Or are they saying shame? No, you got to. No, it's your time. <laughs> Let's you have go it. Do it, man. He's Let's be having it. Yeah. You got to go do it. Like he has, he has, he seems to have everything in place to yeah, just yeah. explode in crop air. So,
0: what what were the boys I mean, saying to you in fourteen when you were in savage form? Were they saying anything to you, or were they just letting you off?
2: No, we didn't really say anything to each other. No, it was kind of you try and pick problems or pick things you're doing wrong and try to improve on them like in 2014 you're manned a match in the Munster final against
0: Cork uh, did you win it after a replay I can't remember but you go on to play Galway then in the All-Ireland quarter final, and I don't know if you remember that game as well as I do after having reading about it in the last 10 minutes Galway have all the possession in the first 10-15 minutes they're the beating Connacht finalists that year they kick five whites I don't know who wins the ball skins two men top corner it's one three to no score after 12 minutes Kerry had barely even played yet. Go, actually did quite well that day, ended up seven points behind you.
2: Conversion rate (laughs) three weeks in a row. We said you're only as good as your conversion rate. You sure they could have been five three up that stage, then? Yeah, you know, the
1: big thing for for you, Jimmy, and and you feel us with Kerry, like Kerry always have six guys who can who are matchmakers, yeah. So, So there's not as much, even though if Jimmy, you're the outstanding player, or Gooch was, or Donahue, when he was hot, there's always such a such a strong supporting cast in the carry forward line that there's not massive pressure on one. In the, on one. Okay. Yeah, With no, that's definitely the case. Yeah. Even though Colmer's there, like, Walsh is the man. Like, he's, he's so obvious he's the man. Reid O'Neill for our mat, he's, There is big pressure on these guys because, yes, they're good players around them, but they are the match winners. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. when, when we had with Dublin as well, he, there was never an overly massive pressure on just one guy because of the depth and, and the, the scoring power around him as well. So, like, for Walsh, what you say to him this week? he knows himself. He's an experienced. He's been around for years now. This is not his first rodeo. He'll know himself. Yeah. I would say he himself is, understands where he's at in his career and the opportunity in front of Galway now. And he, he has delivered a big moment Think of the freeze, the monster freeze he kicks in, in Castle Bar in that second half. His performance in the Connacht final. He's starting to give that consistency to his performance. So he'll know himself. He'll be putting pressure on himself to perform. But if, I was, if I'm Joyce, i kind of challenged him to go and do it. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to, he, he has to deliver. For Galway to win this game, he has to deliver. And it's a, it's a massive opportunity for him to kind of say, yeah, Clifford, Conor Callahan, these guys, Shane Walsh, I'm in that bracket. So that's the way I'd be looking at it. I wouldn't be trying to double it down.
2: The thing he has in the locker as well, probably more so than in previous years, is he seems to really focus on the freeze. And he, he can really nail two or three long-range freeze. It keeps you in the game. Mm. It keeps you, like, even if you're gone quiet, get a long-range free. Say, that was, you know, I'm, I'm back. I'm, I'm in the game again. So, like, it kind of a concentration thing. At times with some players where... You just need something to go your way and if he can nail those long-range long frees, I think it keep him in the um, game constantly.
0: He's, he's definitely been practicing the frees because he can kick off the ground at both feet. So, yeah. uh, it's reckless. reckless. He well. has
2: it all, in fairness in, ter- in terms of the arma attack,
0: I thought it was a really progressive and exciting move that Geezer started Mernon the last day against Donegal. Do you think he'll do the same again? Do you think he'll start with his front six? So, last week, they went with the regular full forward line of Duffy, O'Neill, and Nugent. They started Mernon played about 56, 57 minutes. They started Soupy Campbell, who had done so well the previous day. And then Rory Grugan at 10. Um, obviously, Creedy Sheridan, Charlie O'Burn is then around the middle third. But like, do you think that they're going to persist with that again this this week? Or will they perhaps go with a slightly more industrious pair like a Jamar Hall, someone like a Connor Turbot who's been a bit of an impact man coming in? Or do you start Andrew Mernon again?
1: I think they'll go with the same team. I think Herbert's yeah. been brilliant coming off the bench. He's kind of cemented himself in that role. Campbell, to be fair, was probably a little bit quieter the last day than he was against Throne, but uh, like, if you look, what was the big change in Armagh from Bally Buffet to what they've done in the last couple of weeks? And it was kind of getting away from that conservative yeah. let's play industrious workhorses, let's get bodies back we've seen what works for this Armada team and it's been on the front foot. Crow Park getting in there this weekend, massive following behind I think they're going for this game. They have to go for this game. So I would play with those guys. Yes, you get an impact off Turbot off the bench, but I think those guys did a brilliant job for them, and they, they deserved to start, even though they had that kind of ropey opening quarter after, the, obviously, the dream start they got. But I'd be surprised if they changed it and started looking at maybe let's play more defensive players and let's get bodies back. I just don't think that suits our man. You've seen it nearly black and white, the two Donegal games, the difference in mentality, the difference in approach. I think it'd be madness to go back, particularly in Crow Park and against Galway, to, to go back that way. I think they're going for this
2: game, but they should. Okay, I agree. I don't think, I don't. if there's not a decision to be made in terms of team selection, don't make one. Yeah. But don't make a change Yeah, like all those fellas are absolutely buzzing with the last week. And they're like, just leave me at it again. We're after finding it, even Mm. if they haven't found it. If you believe you found it, (laughs) then that's nearly enough. So I I think he should keep it as it is. Go with the front foot, kick the ball. But the only difference, Donegal did not seem to mark Reen O'Neill. Now, whatever they were thinking, he was left on his own an awful lot like Galway will be very tuned into Reno Neal they're going to have to really really lock him down I presume they're
0: going to put one of the Kellys on him I presume Sean Kelly is going to tag him and chase him out the pitch like I don't see what else they're going to do I I doubt they're going to put Liam Silk or they're going to put Jack
2: Lynn. there's too much of a size difference there I'd say it'll have to be Sean Kelly yeah it's a big big job for someone but I think that I think that he can do it like if you look at the two teams Armagh have taken some scouts this year already. Like they beat Dublin in the league. They've beaten Tyrone. They've beaten Donegal. Like Galway have only beaten Mayo in terms yeah. of Division 1 teams. The rest, they've, they did well in Division 2, but they lost to Roscommon. And then yeah. they beat Roscommon, who a Division 2 team. So Armagh have a lot of good quality football played. Do you know? Like they'll be going in after a great win. There's some feel-good factor in the county. Again, like we spoke of, of other teams, I think that the wind is going to be behind them. I think I fancy, I fancy Armand to, to pull it out this week. Apart from
0: the two box office boys you mentioned there, Walsh and Comer in the defensive matchups, like where else do you see this game being won and lost at the weekend?
2: Well, we've spoken about kickouts and realistically, every game has a huge link yeah. to the kickout. Now, I think that Galway, for some reason, I think that Galway might nearly they might pull something new out of the bag for this game. I'm not certain. They'll either do that or else they'll actually, and Paddy would hate it, they might actually give up some kickouts and just get bodies back. Okay. I think that that's in their locker. I think they might actually just turn their arse to some of them and say, right, have that back there. You're not counterattacking on us and yeah. hitting long balls in. We'll be ready for you. And I think they'll have a press in the locker as well at times. After
1: freeze or something.
2: Yeah. Yeah. might do a split between the two um, what, I, what I hope they don't do for their own sake is fall between the two stools do yeah. half-arse press or zone and get caught it, I
1: think knows this very well he does, in he does. so you are expecting something like that if, if you think of like Rafferty has been one of the stars of the championship exactly yeah. the but we've seen Donegal go after him in that first quarter like that is his weak link to be honest is his kicker. So do, do you always say okay Shane Watson ends free then we're all over and we'll commit eight or ten bodies up. Did they try and do that for the whole first half and try and just dominate that area but don't let Armagh out? Or do they say well how are Armagh hurting teams? And it's that play that the, the throw in we've seen direct kick passes diagonal balls inside the full forward line so they you always say okay let them have it and we'll get 12 guys back inside our own 45. Mm-hmm. Similar to what they did against Mayo and Castlebar, and say, the only way these guys are really going to break us down is with counter-attacks or long kick passes in and try and nullify them that way and hit them on the break. It's an interesting one. Um, I'd love, of course, for our sakes, you'd like to see both teams push up and go for this. Mm-hmm. But Keen O'Neill, you feel he's well experienced when it comes to kick-out setups. Um, that could be something he does. But like I said, and we've touched on this last week, I feel if you do that against a Dublin or a Kerry, I don't think that's going to be an attack that's going to win you the game.
2: Yeah. No, you have
1: to be someone like Armagh, the, the way they're attacking. Like they don't have many runners come over. I know Jerry O gets a couple of points last week, but it's not like...
2: Donegal and their runners. Yeah. They won't get enough. They won't get enough like that to win. Yeah. They need that fastball. So they need to win the long kickoff. So if yeah, Galway yeah. if Galway just retreat and say have it have it there James Morgan or Farker Yeah, let them chip it short maybe you No, know, like That does slow down your attack a lot Maybe, maybe it will be 8-9 <laughs> <Jesus.
0: laughs> <laughs> If they listen to you if they listen to you two I think lads just go at it whoever wins wins <laughs> But that's what we're hoping for It's a very that's good point for, but, but it's yeah.
1: at this stage now where it's like there's massive pressure like Keen O'Neill Parks, they don't care if this is a brilliant game. They, they won't. Oh. <laughs>
2: the because they think they'll win the semi. They, they think just, if they get over this, that's what I mean. It's a big
1: final. opportunity. And yeah. I would agree with that. I think the winner will get to the final. Yeah. So it's, it's such a carrot for both teams. Um, but you're right. In all the games we're at this stage of the championship, we've seen already the influence goalkeepers, the influence kickout strategy has on the results of games. If you get it right, you have a massive platform to win the game. Yeah. If it goes horribly wrong, you're probably not going to get away with it. You're going to be out. So that's That's a big section that we're looking at. And I think shown us a template against Mayor that we didn't really know if they had it in the locker. They've used it. And for them, it might not be the most exciting thing to watch, but they won't care about that. They can see if we can shut down our man and if it's Dull, but we're in an All semi final. Every Galway supporter, every Galway player, and part of choice and Keane and those boys will take that.
2: If I know Danny. He has he there practicing a long kick out out for to escape oh, a press. Have to be it? so they've been working on that. So if Galway do it and do it poorly, they could be in trouble. Hmm. Do you know, I know that the referee probably doesn't have the longest boot. Would he hit? Would he get halfway out of it? Yeah. Um, so I he's think not, he's not kicking over that. the press. I haven't
1: seen him kick over the press once. Like yeah, he's kicking out to his right hand side, the left footer. But That's his it, go-to kick, and it, it, he's not like a Patton or a Morgan where he, he's kicking it to the opposite sixty-five. He doesn't have that blocker
0: Yeah, but it's all you need really, just to drag people to that area and flick it. Is is like does it have to be? I'm thinking, you know, the 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 MDMA flick to Kevin McMiniman for Does it have to be that far up the pitch for it to work, or Murphy to McHugh, or can it I actually be, be further? Go, go, go. the less
2: bodies underneath it. Yeah,
0: but it, it depends on what
1: if if Galway are pushing up and going for it. That's a great opportunity to do that. If they concede and sit back and yeah. have twelve guys inside their own sixty-five, it's not yeah. really bad So, like, yeah. there's risk and reward with this.
0: Okay. Alright I don't want your predictions yet I can't
1: even
2: give up. I gave mine
0: You're going Galway Jimmy Okay No okay. Oh no You're going, all right. I'm going to go Armagh Alright well let's do this So You're going to go Armagh This is going to be harder for me To go back now and collect them Next week So you're going to go Armagh Patty. I'm going
2: to go Armagh as well It's tight though Jesus it's tight So tight So hard to call Oh lads In Galway could
0: be very hot like They'd have a plan. There's been so little said about Galway. There's been so little talked there's, about
1: there's, Galway. There's been recency bias here as well. All, the last couple of weeks has all been about the qualifiers, the back door. We yeah. haven't
0: seen the provincial champion in a month. Yeah. I was very impressed with the bite and the bit of anger that I saw in Galway. I thought Patrick Kelly had a brilliant aggression about him, the young fellow who got that goal. Against the Rossies. Against the Rossies. I thought we didn't even see the best of Paul Conroy, and we, we will see that in Crow Park. Um, Shane Walsh is playing with a maturity and an air of, I don't know, abandon or something at the minute. I just don't think they'll be able to deal with Walsh this weekend. Equally, I don't think they'll be able to deal with Rain O'Neill. I don't want to curse Arma, but I also give Galway a fair chance. I'm going to go with Galway, I think. Mm. I don't want to shoot you, much of in You're talk, you do, you, you
2: are talking sensible all the way, to be fair. Like, I would agree with all those points.
0: I do think there are bigger questions about Galway defensively, though. I do think that Arma, if they get their A game, I think they could destroy Galway defensively. Ooh. I think they could. I think there's big questions about Galway uh on an individual basis. I really was impressed with their system against Roscommon, uh, even against Mayo. I don't know if that same system works in Crow Park.
2: Well, time, I think they, will tell. time will tell. They can get bodies back and stop the goal chances. I think that like even if they do that much, if they just don't concede a goal, like Galway oh, have firepower, they have an excellent free taker, mm. they can score long range points. And they will create something. But I, I just like, think the wave of enthusiasm behind our man at the moment, that is I powerful. Know. It's hard to stop.
0: It's hard to stop. It is. Okay. Let's move on because uh, we've done a good bit on that game. It is one of the most exciting games of the weekend. Our next stop is later that afternoon on Sunday and it's Kerry Mayo. I just think we got to get the elephant out of the room. Let's go. I do who. Is David oh, going to be able to play at the weekend? The cliff. Is he ready to go?
1: Or is he away? Is he but the, in the, the, look, Can I just,
0: let me just saying There's always rumours. There's always rumours, but there have been a lot of rumours. Like my WhatsApp has been hopping from Kerry people, even Mayo people. Then the word was coming back. You know, okay. First word was, he's out. There's a problem. Then there was, he trained last night. All is okay. Then it was, he's out again. In the last 30 oh, minutes, what's in the, the last world? 30 minutes, Jack O'Connor has come out and said that David Clifford, should be okay for the weekend. Ooh. So he hasn't necessarily shut it down. He hasn't necessarily given everyone hope. But is that just part of the game when it comes to Kerry and Mayo, that there's these bloody rumours
2: all the time about team selections? I I think, yeah, there is. All it has to do is start in a canteen in some workplace to the fellow is injured and it can carry in a WhatsApp group the length of the country. I think Did there's always saw, going to be rumours. set the record, There was... No, he... Uh, from what I heard He was carrying Some sort of a muscle injury But okay. he's fine He's back training And he's good to go Okay But Take that to the bank Like That that He missed the court game And the Limerick game like, That's a No long no he played ago, He like. played the court game He just kept quiet oh, Sorry sorry he, he Straight after the court game He was Yeah He was out So Did he pick up the injury In the court game Or was it after No maybe it was after It's okay I think it was just after Yeah okay So Like that's a long time For a muscle injury So I can't see how we'd still be out. I did hear he was back yeah.
0: training. So I'll just read out. Jack Connor had a press conference. Kerry Talisman, David Clifford should be okay for Sunday's All-Ireland quarterfinal. The Kingdom boss confirmed on Monday evening that there are no injury doubts hanging over the three-time All-Star and that Clifford has trained away with the panel since the Munster final win over Limerick four year, weeks ago. So now, I'm not saying I'm, I believe any WhatsApp rumours that the and go, but the word was that he had trained and the issue flared up again. So we... The reality is we're not going to know if David Clifford is going yeah. to be starting until throw-in. And we've had this before with plenty of mayo Kerry doubling games over the years. Hypothetically, if he wasn't starting, would this be a leveler?
1: Oh, I don't know about a leveler. It,
0: yeah. Definitely.
1: If you're Mayo, 100%, you don't want him on the pitch. And you look, can Mayo get a boost by getting their own star man, right? If Donahue back on the pitch... It's not a leveler, but 100% every single Mayo fan would take that. Mm-hmm. That was the case. Um, I still I think, even if Clifford's out, Kerry have too much of I
2: opinion. think you're right. It's, it's more important the Rayo Donahue tags for Mayo. Yeah. They need it him. The, Really? Yeah.
1: Like, like, I, I feel that Mayo, look, they're going to give Kerry their fill of it, they're not going to fear Kerry at all they're an experienced team, they'll have their key guys, their, their defenders, pushing up the pitch, Durkin, uh, McLaughlin, uh, Lee Keegan, obviously, Mayo's Achilles heel is going to be their scoring power and it, it always comes back to that. I particularly, Kerry has been, the most impressive thing about Kerry and why they're, they're kind of front runners for the All-Ireland and what they've done this season today has been their offensive solidity, which, which is always a question mark around them. I just see, even with, if Clifford is out, even if Ryan Dudu is back and they're both ifs and we're not going to know until three minutes before showing. If he yeah. I just still think Kerry are going to have too much here. Right? I do, do not see Mayo scoring enough to win this game. Even without Clifford, Kerry are going to rack up the guts of 119-120. So yeah. I, I just don't see any situation where Mayo get that type of score.
0: Is there a chance that Kerry rests David Clifford this weekend?
1: If, if he's not right if he's not right yeah
0: I don't yeah. think that da- I, I get the sense Jeff that you're is. that confident I get the sense that Kerry are that confident or maybe that's right. just Kerry no I if he's think in Tommy you can't play him
1: here they, they've got to be looking down if we get over this game and they'll expect to get over more than likely they'll play Dublin in a couple of weeks time they will need Clifford for that one and it might call it cockiness arrogance whatever it might be I think they can win this game without Clifford and if he's carrying a knock and he's injured, he just can't take that. He just can't take
2: that risk, player. The muscle knock I is think Clifford, I think Clifford needs to play because he he played the Cork game, missed the Limerick game. If he misses this one, he's going into Dublin with almost the weight of the world on him. Like two months, two months without a game. I think the Jack could try and play him. If I was, I don't think he's he's injured. I think he's he's fine. But I would definitely be playing him. But like, if you look at Clifford's schedule. Like even going back to the argument that I made before about the Sigerson leg, like he was completely overplayed oh, yeah. at started start of the year. And it's not that week that you're overplayed that you pulled a hamstring. It's two months later. That's the thing that people don't realize. Like the, I'm not saying he got injured at that time or whatever, but like with load and everything, you just need to mind these fellas, put them in bubble wrap to an extent and... So, did do we mind Clifford enough is is a question that I have but I think that they'll they'll play him because he needs the game. Um but and if, if he's, he's going funny, to be himself if he's going to be himself come Dublin if we're saying Kerry going to win obviously it's not it's a 60 40 chance it probably will win but 70, if he's going to be right yeah. against Dublin he needs to he needs to play half an hour anyway. I but feel he, like Jalen's though Jimmy him. you yeah.
1: can't risk I, I totally get if he's back and he's trading away last week and this week he might be a little bit rusty, but a hundred percent, you're But if he's if he's got
2: a muscle injury and they're still yeah strapping him up and they're giving him an ejection and all this stuff, that's not worth the risk. Yeah, there's no there's no sidestepping a muscle injury like if you have a uh, you can't hide from it. There's no hiding from it. chap. I I do get what you mean though that if
0: if I think Paddy's point there, about if if it's if it's flared up again and you know there's a doubt over it, you can leave him out. But James, you're what you're saying there is you feel like he needs to get his eye in. If there is any chance that he's good to go, mm-hmm.
2: he needs to play. I think he needs if to I think he's play, good to go, 100% play, yeah. I think and, he does, especially with, with the the route that Kerry have had. Yeah. Do you know, this is this was, if you're going to look long-term, will Kerry gain momentum? Beating Mayo is a huge momentum builder. Like, mm. if you can get over Mayo, you will have some serious, you know, stuff okay. in the tank to, to go on if they got a different draw say if they did were to get maybe a team they've already played or some team already they've beaten they yeah, wouldn't yeah. get the same juices yeah. flowing I don't think they'd get as much value out of it so you could leave them out of that game Yeah, but I think that this one there's a lot to be gained from it so last week naturally you were both very
0: hot on Kerry I tried to make the case a little bit for Mayo this week, James is saying 60 40, saying 70 30. So, for argument's sake, will we call it a 65 35 game here? Eh? Oh, yeah, there you go. Okay. So, <laughs> Patty, can you, so I, I, can you make, can Mayo do anything differently up front? Can you make, give me something? Give me I something don't want anything up
1: differently up front in 10 years. Okay. So, yeah. are we expecting them to come out with, be like the Harlem Trotters on Sunday? That's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. I, I think Keegan will get a couple of scores. I think Paddy Durker will have the shooting boots back on. He'll get a couple of scores. Mayo will rise to this game. They will. But I, I just think quality-wise up front, they're, they're not going to outscore this character. They're not. This is where it comes back where missing someone like a top Conroy. Yeah, is massive. They, they probably felt it already. I think they have felt that already this season. But in, in the biggest games, you have got to be able to shoot the lights out. And their, their scoring percentages, it's just, it's never been a strong point. It was particularly poor against Kildare a couple of weeks ago. They will be better than this. Like Mayo, like I say, the mentality, their athleticism, their their approach to these games from James Horn and from those players can never be faulted. But I just think technically they're not going to have enough in this game. And that's even without, if Clifford's not there, if Royal Dunningham's back, I still don't see it. I still don't see it. So I okay. don't expect them to do anything overly differently. I think their halfbacks are going to be the most dangerous players on the pitch. Yeah. The big decision around did he go with Abe Duché in this game? He probably hasn't played well in his last couple of games at Crow Park. He was good in the, kind of in the qualifier games. They said that at Castle Bar. Where, where is his role? Did they play him at midfield? They need Manny Ruan to get back to the form he was in kind of 12 months ago. He's probably had it, probably he has had a poor championship to date. Mayo need all their best players to absolutely perform at their optimum. and they. One thing you can say about them, they usually do in the biggest games, mm-hmm. but I still don't think that's going to be enough. Um, I think Kerry's defensive system that they put in with Paddy Talley and the work they've done, they're, yeah. just, they're just way more organised. They're way more. They're in in tune with their defensive duties all over the pitch. Dermot O'Connor, Jack Barry, kind of supplementing that that half-back line dropping back in. tight Morty's done really well sweeping up in front of that full-back line. And the full-back line has been excellent. So Jason Foley's really kind of maturing into a bad marketer. They have Thomas Sullivan. I just, I don't see any situation where Mayo win this game.
2: I'm sorry. I, like, Kildare, Kildare should have beaten Mayo. Kildare should have beaten yeah. By five or six points if they had their shooting boots on. But, no, not a but, but if you're saying that not a but oh. not a but but Mayo need to go with their strongest I think they'll go I think they'll take Cohen out of the backs no and yeah. I think yeah. they'll play him I think they'll play him wing forward you think Cohen will drop Stephen Cohen no oh sorry you're playing play play wing forward, forward. he'll, he'll, forward. Forward. Okay. he'll okay. go back because they have to do something they can't go six on six right he'll play Aiden Shea centre forward he'll play Flynn and Ruan midfield Dermot O'Connor on the other side he'll play Rhino Donahue kill and Kearney. Or and, Carr. Carr or Kearney. So full forward line, Ryan O'Donohue, Killian O'Connor and Kearney. Aiden 11. Aiden Shea 11, yeah. Oh, he has to get know. his best players on the field. Jeremy's, Jeremy O'Connor and, and Cullen. Okay. And Cullen. Okay. I was saying Cullen or Boland, depending how adventurous he's feeling. Like Boland, there's the there's, there's scores in Boland, but he might leave him you might leave him off. They need to get some someone he, back. He Cohen has to play, ball. but he can't mark. He doesn't no, he, fancy ball. He does
1: all the yeah. leaving the squad for half these games. I know he has gone. he kicks a couple of scores on the
2: Like he doesn't really fancy. Him. He's not a James Horner type footballer. No. But you couldn't put Cohen on any of the carry forwards, I don't think, at the moment. But he like that's what we think, Jimmy. But he likes him. He's the captain. Horror. Oh, yeah, he oh yeah, something that for but I think if you brought him on, if you played him 12 brought him brought him back as a sweeper kind of he's a good leader yeah carries yeah. the ball well yeah. Get, don't have the the marking duties I think that might be their way to go the, the, the like,
1: man, like they so we put him on Ben McCormick and the man on the street is like that is a bad matchup but that's how yeah. is how he's like he backs him I, yeah.
0: I think the Mayo defence in the league final compared to what we're going to see this weekend is going to be like chalk and cheese um League Even final. No attitude.
1: Like, their yeah. league final, we, we spoke about this down from Castle Bar, and we, we knew, we kind of flagged it in advance of that game. They weren't arsed with that. You will see a different Mayo mm.
0: on Sunday. Like, There's nothing
1: sure or not.
0: It was Rory Byrne, Keegan Cohen, O'Hara, Plunkett, Brickenden, Hessian. The one thing that you're lacking there, you're, you're losing your pace. It's not their luck. So, this weekend, we're more than likely going to see Henley, Keegan, Bullock. like, like Mullen will have three in his back, but is he going yeah. to play there? Hessian, Durkin, McLaughlin, and then whether Stephen Cohen plays six, I do think Cohen will be playing, but I think James it's could be onto so. something there playing. I think out. he'll play Plunkett. Well, I don't know. It's Plunkett. I think Plunkett's hurt. Plunkett's injured. Plunkett's, he, injured. Plunkett's out. So I he think, think Mayo May only have. May only have. To Padraig right? Gohora. No, Plunkett's <laughs> out. Plunkett's injured. He injured a couple of weeks ago. The only defenders Mayo have on the bench are Padraig Gohora. And then breaking them in, in the horror. queue. Breaking them in, in the queue. So we'd probably start a horror. But he has to, well, he has put, to get his Who best. would you put Oshim Mullen on, James?
2: I, I, like I, I, Clifford I had a Mullen good be game better. on Mullen and Tralee. I think he'd be better in the half back line for, okay. for Mayo. He definitely had something going forward. His pace is excellent going that way. So you saw he got on. the goal. Who are you putting him them on? Well, whoever Kerry lined up at 11, it'd be either Potty, Clifford, or Shawnee. I think I think it'll be Shawnee Shea, I'd imagine.
1: Pulling on Shawnee Shea and Patty Durkin on Paddy Clifford.
2: Yeah. Okay. Keegan, if the Clifford's
1: playing, you put Keegan on him just go, go on, mill oh, I don't know.
0: Don't I, think yeah, that I, you, that you, didn't work with that, Con in 19, did it? If, if Clifford, Clifford
1: plays but who else are you
0: gotta put on? Cohen
1: plus yeah, if you put Keegan on him and put Cohen and Abel sitting in front of him as well.
0: Yeah, Would you not go horror whore again and put Cohen dropping
2: back? Maybe. I'd like I'd like to see that. I think that that would be like advantageous Clifford. I, because really? he yeah. has
1: yeah, Clifford, whoever he's on,
0: James. Yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> holiday, like, like the thing is, like it's nearly like the Tony yeah, Kelly question. Like Ronan McNamee and Throne did a savage job on David Clifford last year and he got eight, eight bloody points. And if he hadn't gone off injured... If he hadn't got hey, that hospital, if Sean O'Shea hadn't given him that hospital pass, and Morgan Millum, Kerry probably would have, you know, gone on to the All Ireland final. So like, it's like damage limitation. Like, if you stop him scoring a goal, is that a good a good day's work on David yeah. Clifford?
1: If you look at what Cork did, to be fair, now we know it's Porky it's Red. Parky Red. White there is very different to Crow Park on Sunday. I I think we're Clifford. Yeah, we're just trying to. Minimize, just try and stop him getting possessions because, like, if he has it in his hands, he's getting a shot off. It's okay. like, no one, I don't think there's any marker in the country that you can go Clifford man on oh, man and it's going to get the better.
2: I agree. I, but, I'd, I'd actually put Shane Watch in that category as well. I don't think that anyone, if he plays on Clifford like, Clifford is a killer, James. he has just his
1: mentality is. that right from his first, even from his underage stuff. He is ruthlessly. That's for yeah. Shane Wilds would probably lack it. That's what we're asking him to do, to kind of develop that. And we'll see that on Sunday. But I think Clifford has that. That's why he is. He's the standout player of the country. Too. Like,
2: you'd love to be, you'd love to be one of the other carry forwards because say if they do bring Cohen back in front of Clifford, like, you're, th- you're talking about leaving a Ganey one-on-one or a, or oh, a Killian Slam one-on-one, forward, yeah. do you know, or Stephen O'Brien free on the other side. Like, th- th- there should be enough options there. Did you have that in 13?
0: When... Gooch was at 11. Donahue was we there. We the, all the pressure. Did it happen? No. Did it ever happen? Because you obviously didn't have him in 14. He had done the Cruci with Croaks.
2: Yeah, he did it against Castle Barracks, yeah. We, no, he was definitely, yeah. I think the fact that he moved out to 11 that time was a big story. Mm. Uh, and then it was like he just took to it like Dr. Water. like, And it definitely, other teams okay. were then kind of setting up to stop him getting the ball on the forty which is okay. very hard to do. It's very hard to stop a centre-forward getting the ball. It's more yeah. space. okay? Because your number six is either going to get tight yeah. and leave the centre open, or he's going to sit and leave the 11 off. You'd be surprised how many teams do that. They leave the 11 off. And Gooch used to pick up these lovely positions out wide. He'd be, he'd be out wide. He'd be playing 11, but he'd be just standing out wide. And we'd always get a kick pass out to him. So oh, the yeah. six would be kind of thinking, will I mark him out on the sideline there when he's doing nothing? Could or will not I hold my position? It. Jesus Christ. But they, the majority, I'm telling you, would nearly leave him off as much as they could. And then he, one killer pass back in there. What do you it say, James? Two, ki- pass.
0: two kick passes. Get your score. Two kick passes. Okay. A stick, guaranteed score. All right. Predictions, because we've got to move
2: on. Kerry. Tentatively Kerry. Tentatively, yeah. Nah. Okay. Kerry, I think Kerry will Kerry, yeah. Kerry. <laughs> win it. I'm
0: saying Kerry too but I think Mayo are going to absolutely rattle them this week. I think I'll give you I don't think they're
2: going out with a whimper here. I think uh Have we heard Ryan Dunhu, is he playing or not? I'm taking that <sighs> there's going to be a risk. I'd be honest I I, I find it very, very difficult.
0: Like do uh, does any of this, the rumors infiltrate the camp James like would people come up the end of the street and say even at the minute oh it's such and such backer is this the first thing you heard of the rumors like are they floating around back home?
2: No there's been there's been talk but you you can't take you can't take you have to take everything with a pinch of salt. But yeah. down here, it is there, like all the time is like, did you hear this? Did you hear that? Something can start and it can just catch fire oh, yeah. and go out there. Yeah, Especially okay. around this time of year because people are just obsessed with it. Like. Okay. All right. Let's move to
0: Saturday afternoon. Paddy Andrews. How can Cork hurt Dublin this week? Um, I think they'll
1: try and frustrate them. I think they need to get a lot of bodies back. I, like if you look at uh, Cork standout players for me, the last day, Powder, O'Donovan, Maddie Taylor, the halfback, like like the defenders, they have good defenders. They're trying to get bodies back. Trying to first you see them trying to frustrate Limerick. I think they're gonna have to try and contain Dublin somehow. Like you look at the bloodbath that was the Leicester final corker thinking, we just need the first quarter of this game. Just be in the game, just get bodies back. I actually think the kick out was such a catastrophe against Limerick. I think they'll actually just concede it and just say forget about it. All. If if they try and push up the way they and execute it the way they did against Limerick, they will lose this game with fifteen points or more. But putting six guys up and not doing a press at all, Dublin will absolutely eviscerate Cork. So I expect them to to get bodies back, try and damage limitations, and be in the game after the first quarter like Cork if they get the ball inside the Hurley Sherlock and Colin Mandy like the one thing those guys are is they're a handful they're all direct they don't pass <laughs> they, yeah. the pass will be their last resort they'll take their men on and they'll shoot and Cork are going to be ho- hoping that these guys just get hot and can't miss but I just don't think they have the athleticism I don't think they have the work rate. I don't think they have that mentality up front. Um, and that's, look, uh, this is what I, I think this is straightforward for Dublin.
0: James, is it possible for Cork to repeat the system that they employed successfully for 50, 45 minutes against Kerry
2: in Parky Rin no. up in Crow Park? No. It's absolutely chalk and cheese because that day... Fair enough. It was a beautiful day. Um, but the pitch played so small, and both teams played kind of a sweeper system. Kerry kept Tig Morley back, uh, and they dropped more bodies back. And you could easily get from one, from attack to defence. It, it seemed like a short run. The way the game played, it was just, it was kind of a slow pace. That if you, if you got bodies back, the ball wasn't travelling fast enough to, to catch you out. Whereas I think when you're playing Dublin, if you turn over the ball up front, the ball will be in your full back line before you can blink. They're just going to play it at a ferocious pace that Cork haven't experienced yet. And that park you're in factor um, against Kerry definitely was worth three or four points and it was still a 10 or 11 point win. So there's still a big gulf between the top teams and the Cork. And I think that Dublin are in a far better place no, than even Kerry were at that time. So I think the pace that Dublin are going to play in, I think that the physicality of the Dublin players, the familiarity with Crow Park, it's just everything is leading to a comprehensive victory for Dublin, in my eyes. The key
1: thing I would say for Dublin, Dublin haven't been tested in the Championship. Yes, they've been really impressive, very similar to what Kerry have done in the Munster Championship. They haven't really been tested. The Achilles heel, and there's been massive progress since the springtime Dublin being relegated was defensively, how they're going to stack up in the biggest games. The line will get tested with these players. The matchups there on Sherlock, on Hurley, on Conor Manning like I said, the direct, they're a handful. When they get the ball, they're going to take their men on. How solid do Dublin look there? How what's Johnny Cooper's role? What's Owen Merton's role? What's who's Fitzsimmons going to pick up? As a Dublin fan, you're looking in thinking, even I on. I think the whole country is, is looking towards this potential for Dublin and Kerry in the All and semi final a couple of weeks' time. So you're looking down, how are they set defensively there? Um, I think it's a good game for Dublin to get. Cork will come in. They'll, they'll try and put it up to them. It's a step up from what we would have seen in the, in the Leinster Championship, I feel, but I, I just don't see... I think the gulf is too big. And particularly what I've seen from Cork against Loud a couple of weeks ago and particularly against Liverpool last weekend.
2: I just don't basically I, I don't think they work hard yeah as well um, the type of the type of football Paddy that would would actually catch Dublin's full back line out is they'd have to move the ball with the foot right. they'd, have yeah. they'd have to kick it they'd have to kick it fast get runners off but yeah. Cork carry a lot of ball and they yeah. kind of do the do the loop and maybe a cut and get the boys and their full forward line is excellent their full forward line they those have, three yeah. players yeah. attacking wise are top quality but they won't get them the ball fast enough no. Should be the hand, and I don't think Cork kicked the ball enough to cause Dublin problems.
0: Okay, last meeting was the Super Eights, it was a dead rubber 2019. Dublin 518, Cork 117. Paddy, you mentioned that Dublin haven't had a test so far. You could argue that Kerry haven't had one so far either, yeah. Really, um, would you have rather had Mayo this week as a Dublin fan rather than no, Cork no? I look, at I think look. I think it's a decent game for Dublin to get and they'll expect to win
1: it Dublin are it's never been an excuse for Dublin over the years ever that we're coming in undercooked or under test or anything like that that is nonsense it's bullshit they'll get the job done I feel and they'll be ready for whoever comes out the other side I expect it to be Kerry, but you want to win these games Tommy to be fair I'd be more than happy to win an All-Ireland playing getting no tests and you get through when you win it Um, there's nothing wrong with that there's nothing wrong with that so I think it's a good draw for Dublin I think they'll be happy with it they'll know they'll need to perform they can't be complacent and I don't expect them to be or expect them to get the job done and yes they haven't been tested but they're very confident they've built up confidence you think of how low they were in Newbridge earlier this season or that, that game in Clonus you can see there's a bounce back in
0: their step. And do you think that confidence has returned? That bit of kind of and, not. Yeah, I'm not saying can invincibility, see it, you can see but
1: you could glance the Leicester final. You could just see it was they okay. were there, weren't at the races, but Dublin were ruthless. Okay. And it, even seeing it against me, in the Leinster semi-final, we spoke about their, their scoring efficiency. Was up ninety percent was off the charts. There was Dublin getting back to the key, I suppose, pillars of performance that you associate with them during the most successful period. They're still getting there. Yes, they haven't been fully tested, but there's there's confidence back in that team. You can see it back in their style of play and expect them to carry that into Saturday Saturday.
0: Okay. We won't get into the chat about um, some people in Cork saying that the G.A. missed a trick not having this game in, in the new pitch in Parky Cueve and what, what difference would that would have made. Sure. Yeah, but maybe maybe down the line that's something. I'm not sure Cork and Parky Cueve will make that much of a difference. Maybe it would. Maybe it would make more of a difference to the fans and, and travelling and stuff, but that's a conversation for another day. I want to make the case that Derry Clare is going to be one of the most interesting games of the weekend are
1: you saying here though interesting or do you think
0: Clare are going to win this game is that what you're getting at I'm not saying Clare are going to win this game what I am going to say though and I'm going to put it on the record that this is going to be a world apart from Ulster football for Derry this week that Derry and Rory Gallagher have had Ulster on their minds they have planned and plotted and taken down the All-Ireland Champions they've beaten Monaghan they've beaten Donegal and I just think, as you boys alluded to earlier on, and you've said it before on the podcast, there is league football in the winter, there is championship, and then there's Crow Park football. And I just have a feeling that Clare having that game under their belts is going to go a long way towards making this game very interesting this weekend. It isn't a, it isn't a done deal. And I
2: think a lot of people feel like it is. It's not a done deal. Derry are very strong favourites, which I think is... <laughs> It's warranted to an extent because obviously they've won an unbelievable Ulster Championship. Like that was an incredible achievement. The thing about Clare is that they're in a dangerous position for an opposition because they're in complete bonus territory. There is no pressure whatsoever on Clare. They have gone above and beyond this year. They've won in Crow Park. They're in a quarter final Ireland. They've only been there once under Cullum Collins before. If yeah. they were to get to a semi, it's career defining. It's an absolutely unbelievable achievement if they were to get there. Derry will be looking at this thinking, we got a good draw. Okay. Whereas Clare are thinking, this is our Atlanta final. It's one that's crazy, but that's the difference in mentality. If Derry have the wrong attitude and they're thinking, we got a great draw here, we should be in the semifinal. They can be caught because Clare should be playing with unbelievable abandon and confidence. But you say it's going to be a fair cry from Ulster football. I agree, but I think the Clare play a bit Ulstery as well. Yeah, yeah. They do they have a they defensive carry. setup? They yeah. do. Yeah, they carry a lot of ball. They get bodies back. They'll go all out in the first half again, just like they did uh, last week, and they'll have to hang on for stages in the second half if they can. If they can get a lead in the first half, I'd give them a, a small chance, but you'd still have Derry as favourites to be fair after winning an unbelievable Ulster. Paddy, what way do you reckon this is going to go?
1: I don't see it for Clare. Uh, nearly in a similar vein to to the Challenge Mayor we're going to have, I don't see... An, an up Like, Derry are, are, are different to Kerry. They don't have the scoring threat up front, but I do not see... I think Caelan Sexton be picked up by by Chris McCaig. I think that's a massive scoring track gone for Clare. I think... Claire's last five minutes was outstanding against Common, but for 30 minutes of that second half they were comprehensively outplayed I, I, I if you look at the, even in the spring Division 2 it was really it was Common, Derry and Galway were a cut above the rest and they were that's why it was such a surprise for Claire to turn over Common in the end last week but I just think I expect Derry they've had a month they've had a, celebrate for a week by all means it's an incredible achievement but they've got to be looking at this going this is a massive opportunity yes winning the Ulster Championship is defining for a lot of those guys for Rory Gallagher for those players but you're looking at this going we've got a team we've beaten comprehensively in Division 2 where the Ulster Champions coming in here it's the best draw they could have got it's a massive opportunity for them I just think their defensive their system will shut down Claire. It's going to be harder for them to implement than it, than it was in places like Clonus or up in the athletic grounds. But I just think they, they just have that little bit more quality. I think their athleticism has been outstanding. Yeah. And that was probably a question mark over Claire. Like there's no two ways about it. Kind of 50 minutes on the clock. Last week against Ross they were out on their feet and they just... <laughs> Lazarus-like recovery in the last five minutes. It was incredible, but... For the majority of that half, they were under severe pressure. And I just think Derry have the athleticism. I think they have the set up the shutdown, the Clare forward line. Um, and I think Clare, it's an amazing story from the get to here. But I, I think this is the end of the wrong time. I just can't see a way. This is more, as I said, I, I had three games. I think it's kind of cut and dried. Derry to beat Clare, Donald Cork and Kerry to beat Mayo. Um, it will be an amazing story if Colin Collins manages to get this one and pull it out of the back, but I, I just don't see it at the weekend.
0: Yeah, I just think it's going to be closer. I think that's all absolutely true, what you've said. I just think it's going to be closer than we've, we're being led to believe in the build-up to this game. Like Ross is a question. Is Claire's running game, less turnovers, and a similar defensive style, a bad matchup for Derry, who've gone in as underdogs in every game? A
2: bad matchup, as in Derry as will in, be able to... As in there's going to be two
0: similar systems going up against it oh, here yeah. probably a bit of like I'm not saying it's going to be
2: the, the greatest spectacle or, no, it but it's going to be, be a bit good. of cat and mouse I don't no. think it'll be a great spectacle like Roscommon play a bit more open and Claire they definitely of, do yeah yeah. so that Claire kind of mimicked that a bit but I think the Claire will revert to very similar to Derry mm. I think it'll be low scoring yeah this could be a cagey one. Derry That's haven't the... they, they haven't played many games in Crow Park yeah. they're coming in off a win there they've even they've, they've been around the place they've They've settled in there nearly after a game last week. You said it, James, though, there's nothing to lose here for the Clare footballer's lack. Absolutely There's no yet. pressure whatsoever.
0: It's a shot to nothing. A chance to play in an All-Ireland semi-final. They haven't drawn Kerry, which is
2: what happened the last time they got there, which was such a killer, 2016. Like, Derry are, are, the better team. But if you look at it, they're both Division 2 sides. Yeah. They both have momentum coming into it. So... But, but they're both inexperienced at this yeah, stage. Yep.
1: Yeah. In Crow Park, all our quarterfinals. I think Claire have been here once before. For Derry, it's totally new territory as well for them. But if you're looking at what we've seen today, Derry's performance in the Ulster Championship. Like, they are their favourites furries yeah. Do I think Claire can cause them trouble? Yes. But I, I don't, over the course of 70, 75 minutes, I think Derry's athleticism, I think their game management, I think that our offensive system is made to shut down that Clare attack. Like, okay. Peter Sexton had the day and days Ross Coleman, you have said it so many times, they're easy to play against. That is not going to be the case for those Clare forwards at the weekend. O'Connor coming from midfield and, and things like that. I, 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 no. No matter what you tell me, Tommy, I'm not for changing this one. Do you think probably...
2: that Derry have eyes on Sam Maguire? Like, really have eyes on it?
1: I, I think this the way the draws panned out, if they didn't, they should. Yeah. I, I don't think they'll win the whole thing, but
2: there's a, there is a chance there. to get to a final.
1: Yeah. Which would be outstanding. Okay. If you were Derry and Rory Gallagher, looking at the draw, bro, that's the best draw we, we could have got.
0: Everyone's saying that, aren't they? They so, must be. They must all be saying it. Um, 90 seconds. Okay. Andrew McKenna. Sorry, can I get your predictions? Derry, Derry. We're going Derry, Derry, Derry. There there, 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 And then there. was it Dublin, Dublin, Dublin? Yes. Kerry, Kerry, Kerry. Yeah. Armagh, yeah. Armagh, Armagh. Arma, Galway. Okay, so, so who, Jimmy, You're Galway. No, I'm Galway. No, Tommy's I'm going. Okay. I just think, yeah, I just think there's gonna be one upset this weekend. Okay, very quickly because um, there's a couple of questions in here. Uh Andrew McKenna, great for the country to see just how good the likes of Sam McCartan and Ronan O'Toole are. It's very true. The Westmead uh, yeah, forwards very were in serious form at the weekend. Eveen sent in a very long message this week trying to make the case that man for man quite a few of the Mayo players would start for the Kerry team. I'm not going to read out the message to you but would for ye any of the Mayo footballers start for the Kerry team this weekend.
1: Was Eveean Drunk sending that in or what? I
0: don't think so. <laughs> what,
1: what Mayo players would start for Kerry?
2: That's what I'm asking you now. Keegan. You could make a case for a good few of them, yeah, definitely. Keegan, Durkin, Mullen,
0: Mullen, maybe. Are they starting? And then you've got White O'Sullivan Foley, Morley. Like what about midfield? Uh, would you put used... any of the forwards? It for King O'Connor in now? I don't think at the minute. No, not now. Not I don't on think
2: farm. On history, yeah, but not on farm probably. Dermot O'Connor. There's another gear in Dierman. He needs to have a big game this weekend for Mayo, doesn't he? We, yeah, he He's had big so...
1: moments so far, but he hasn't dominated the
2: game like we know he can. Yes. I wonder, will that be the weekend if he comes comes back? Mm. So
1: you, wouldn't, you, know, you wouldn't put a past any of those, Mayo lads. <laughs>
2: that is true. <laughs> right? Yeah. at your
1: peril, but I think 1-15, to 15, the Kerry team is, is a better team than what Mayo have. But like, the likes Keegan, you'd have to put someone like Keegan with that
0: team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Okay, last one. Um, this is coming in from Thomas Colleran. Okay, now he's only asking our Mayo supporters wasting their time going to crop Park on Sunday, but he sent a winky face so he's only messing. Uh, Kev wants to know what chances of Dublin Kerry not winning the All-Ireland? Is this Armagh's best chance in 2002? I didn't get a chance to tap into the excitement around Armagh. I was trying to talk up the quietness around Galway. How much of a chance do Armagh have to win the All-Ireland?
1: Look, It's a massive opportunity for everyone on that side to draw. Like I said, whoever I think whoever wins that game will be in the final so your one game you're in a final in Crow Park yeah that's a massive chance for those teams but I think if you're looking at you're asking me now who's going to win the All-Ireland I'm saying it's going to come cool Premier either Dublin or Kerry okay. I'd be surprised really outside if anyone thought genuinely outside of those two
0: Final one James give me your six Kerry starting forwards this weekend if you were picking the team rumours aside who are they?
2: If I was picking the team oh my god uh, I'd probably go ultra i go ultra attacking <laughs> so I go I go Stephen O'Brien Kevin Keegan <laughs> uh, yeah pin Keegan back stop him going up this field. is coming in from Tom O'Connor go for it Stephen O'Brien 10 yeah Shawnee Pawdy Clifford David Clifford Paul Ganey and Spelan Spelan or is Moynihan uh, fit there was carrying Ninja I think he's fit again yeah okay. but if I was going attacking half-forward line so I go with Paddy Clifford okay. I go with Stephen O'Brien just to pin him back and then you're looking at Tony Brosson or Killian Spillane both good options sure. probably Killian Splan had, had a great game against okay. Limerick so I go for him okay thank you James O'Donoghue thank you very much Paddy Andrews thank you very much
0: you have been listening into episode 23 of the football pod if you haven't subscribed please Perfect. do just search for the football pod you'll find us there in your podcast Paddy James we'll talk to you next week after a cracking weekend of football Good night, lads bye. Cheers, man. Cheers, boys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.